evening family how's everybody doing today it's guilty christian episode 516 we got msm liars john on tonight this is thursday we're going to be doing an hour show this evening instead of the hour and a half because i've got a little bit of work to do 
John's feeling a little under the weather. And I am too, man. We got some crazy Kentucky cough, man. This thing is nuts. But anyways, we're here regardless. Kilted Christian, episode 516, MSM Liars Thursday. Let's get to it. We are many nations around the world, comprised of many cultures, but we stand together in a battle between good and evil. We're the seekers of wisdom, the bringers of truth, the hands of heaven, and the voices of reason. As the world tries to divide us by our differences, we only grow stronger as we are bound together as the children of God. And first off, Angie, you are awesome. You did such a phenomenal job um, over what they were asking for on the raffle. Um, it's amazing what happens when, when people get together and do the right thing and uh, things that you don't even have to do, which just makes it even more wonderful. So God bless you. Thank you so much for that. I know that um, the pastor is so appreciative of this. And uh, like I said, this is just absolutely awesome. Great to see you again, uh, Steve Cusick. I tell you, you were missed. We, uh, we, we notice it's easy to notice when you're not here because you're always here. So, you know, we were a little bit worried about you, but I'm glad to see that you were back here with us tonight. You were loved and uh, definitely missed. And Bob, I hope you're feeling better too. I hope you don't have this crazy cough that we got. Um, that's what I first thing I said. This is a Kim cough. I don't ever go anywhere. Um, I, I mainly do chores and everything here. Occasionally I'll go out to the grocery store or something. So I'm not passing anything on, but this cough's crazy. It's like a dry slash wet cough. And uh, you cough so hard, man, you, your chest starts to hurt. Like I'm waiting for something just to rip, man. But apparently I'm not the only one here that's dealing with this here in Kentucky. John, how are you feeling, brother? Good evening. Outside of that, but yeah, I know what you mean about the weirdness of the cough. It's almost like I'll cough and then I clear my throat, but I'm dry. Like I'm yeah. not well, really see it naughty. Feels, I'm not. Yeah, you're not. It, it feels like a wet cough um, until you cough. And then it's dry and there's that really weird taste in, in your throat. It's like a it, very, yeah, it is like a paste. That's yeah. a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's it's just it's very, very weird, you know. And and the thing is is you cough during the day and then always at nighttime, like you just start to go downhill a little bit and start coughing even more. And I mean it's a mess. I just I pray the Heavenly Father just stops the poison being dumped on our heads, man, because it can't get away from it. I mean I'm telling you, it still bothers me to this day. It, I still think it's one of the worst things that they're doing to humanity, whatever it is they're doing. Yeah. Probably have no idea, but yeah, outside of that, I'm good. My, my left glutes a little sore. Yeah. You've been working hard, man. Um, you know, it's uh winter time, so you'll be working baseball again inside. Correct. You'll be doing pitching, pitch training. Yeah. But this... that's not why my glutes sore. I went bowling with Shauna on Tuesday. Bowling. dude. And I'm old now. So I have that two day period of, Oh, I'm good the next day. It's okay. And then the, the second day you wake up and you can't move. Cause that, that stopper muscle in my left side, it's that glute muscle when yeah. you stop your, your push and we bowled three games and it's, it's down. I might as well have blown a hammy. That's funny. It's kind of like me whenever I go ice skating, you know, I'm all, yeah, ready to go. And then I'll start walking back to my car after skating and I start to stiffen up a little bit. And then the next day in order to cross my legs, I have to lift my legs up with my hand to put it on top of my knee. <laughs> Like this didn't used to happen, man. Age, yeah. age sucks, man. Cause your brain, your brain's still young. Your brain's like, oh no, nah, man, you can do this. Quit complaining. No, Devo, I'm not over 60, which makes it even worse because I got, I've got like a lot of years to look forward to just going downhill. And if I'm already here, you know, I'm in I, trouble. Cause I abused the heck out of my body growing up. No, that was my thing too. I was a mountain biker. I was yeah. a goalkeeper. Um, I was a surfer. Um, you know, so basically everything I did was, was high impact. And I know soccer, people are laughing, but I was a goalie. 
So right. I was diving. Well, you learned how to dive and roll. You you knew how to land and turn your body so it didn't break. Yeah, and I and that adds up over the years. And it does because I'm especially mountain biking was probably the hardest on my body because I did a uh, cross country, which is uphill and downhill. Yeah, um, I did freestyle and dirt biking. Yeah, so you know, uh, yeah, you I'll know what I'm saying. Out. Yeah, there's uh, we built one jump and I was the first to do the stupid thing. Went way too high, way too far, lost the bike, landed on my face. And for my fifth grade picture, this the whole right side of my face and my ear and everything, my neck and my cheeks, it was all scab. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we didn't wear helmets, so it landed right on my face. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember, yeah, that was before we wore helmets. I remember uh, um, there was a little, um, a little dip where you could jump that was right in between parking spots. So I'm like, I wonder if I can jump over this car. You know how it is when you're young. Oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you don't have that. Don't do that stupid. You're not insured part of your brain yet. So your fear is broken. Yeah, your fear is broken. So I went, I jumped, man. I hit this hill so hard. I launched, man. I was over the top of that car. I made it, man. Literally jumped over a car full length. Okay. Nice. And then I landed and I had a mountain bike with no shocks on it at that point. Um, so I hit the ground, my, uh, my front wheel tacoed and I went sliding right across that concrete, but it's amazing how aware you are when everything's in slow motion. So you're, oh, yeah. you're twisting and turning just so that your head doesn't hit the ground, but everything else is like basically being removed by asphalt. So yeah, I went, yeah, I, I went to, to, uh, Walgreens pharmacy to go buy band-aids. The guy's like, you need to go to the doctor. I said, well, it's not going to happen. He's like, oh, <laughs> right. come back here with me then. So he, he all bandages me up. And uh, literally the next day, I went and purchased my first right. mountain bike with uh, shocks on it. Yeah, you're like, no, I'm a latchkey kid. My parents aren't even home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I can't afford a hospital, man. I came in here for some band-aids. I'm in trouble. And- I'm going to get spanked if I go home or go to the hospital. I'm just going home and hiding in my room. Yeah, for the next couple of days until I'm like somewhat healed up. Uh, I just, listen, I just want some back team and some band-aids. <laughs> That's what I came in here for. Um, but like I said, that's, that's the day when you were a dumb little kid, everything was okay. Your brain didn't process failure yet. Everything in your brain was a success until you failed. Yeah. Until that moment you realized this was not a success. Exactly. But Hey man, it's doing good. Um, I appreciate everybody that's given to the, to the baseball team and the charity, man. That's been awesome. Yeah. I was going to go there next. Um, you just want to. Quickly, I'm um, bring that up again. Remind them what this is all about. Um, like I said, we put up another uh, link up onto our Kilted Christian on Telegram site, and we'll be doing that um, on occasion because this goes all the way in the spring. So this we'll be doing until you get what you need to get your team going. So go ahead and, and tell us We're about close. that. Real quick. You know, whatever it all helps. Um, but yeah, the goal the goal is the goal on the on the form says twenty thousand, but that's over what we actually need to get through the season. But I just put it to that level because if you, they said, if you put it at the level you actually need, people will get, when you get close to that, people stop usually buying into the charity things. Yeah. So I said, whatever, do whatever you guys think. But basically it helps us with our tournament cost, some of our travel costs, our umpires, our field uses, our uniforms. Insurance. insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And you, you, uh, you jumped head into this man and, and, you know, you, you realize quickly the responsibility that goes into running an independent team, you know, and, and, you know, you're like Not me. We backing is a bit eye opening. Yeah. We look at the, the fun part, you know, the going out there, training the kids, getting out there, getting some active pitching, catching, all that stuff. 
but then there's all that administrative stuff that you have to do. Oh yeah. We have any, and you know, you got to schedule games. I got to schedule my games around the tournaments. Once I get my game scheduled, I have to find umpires to come and work all my home games. So that's, that's pretty, uh, it's amazing how much the league supports you when you're in a league, but you also don't get the same level of competition. And that, that's where we got to last season where we're rolling over teams in the league and if we continued playing in that local league, my kids aren't going to get any better fundamentally in, in playing because their competition isn't there anymore. Exactly. And you know, so, and this is all about making these kids better. So you're doing a good thing. And I know you'll be glad once this part of it is over because you've been basically heads in the books for the last couple of days. You were saying you don't even know what's going on in the world because you've been doing this nonstop. I can't wait till March and we're actually playing baseball and yeah, the admin stuff's done and over with. Well, that's great, man. And like I said, I'm sure your kids appreciate it. This will be easier for you next year because at least you know what you've gotten into and what all goes into it. Um, hopefully you get enough money in this fundraiser to hire an administrative person to help you take care of some of this stuff. I, I, that would be nice, but I would never do that. It would go straight back to the kids. If we if we raise extra, it's going back to a team team event or extra tournaments. No, that's awesome. Or like post party or, or participation yeah. trophies. Yeah, that's never happened. I'm totally kidding. I, I didn't figure that was going to happen on your team. <laughs> no. They they went from losing constantly and consistently to winning constantly and consistently. So well, that's it, took awesome. us, it took us two and a half years to get there. But Yeah, that's really cool. I've been, I've been watching um, the Youth World um, Hockey, the junior tournament, which uh, takes place during this time of the year every year. So this is basically like all of your youngins, the ones that are about to go into the NHL. And right. uh, United States is doing a lot better than anyone anyone suspected, and they're beating all the good teams pretty well. They they've been beating teams like eleven to one, you know, like I mean, big time. Today they beat Finland, um, scored well, three. A, yeah, they, they scored. They got to have a strong team. Yeah, they. It was so. Let's put it this way: the Swedish people were literally rooting for Finland because they didn't want to end up having to play America for the gold. That is so unusual in hockey. It, yeah, it was a, baseball and basketball, not hockey. Yeah. So um, interesting, and like I said, it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, three of my friends made it to the uh, NHL All Star team, so I'm excited about those guys. Deserved it. Um, one of them is one of my relatives, uh, Robertson. Is awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, that'll be pretty interesting too. I don't I don't get caught up in the sports like I used to. I used to get so caught up in it. Now it's just mainly supporting guys that I know. And I don't even know how it'll go down. Like once those guys have retired, cause you got to look at it is um the team that I support has the second per cat or the second oldest team in the NHL. So like no, every, really. everyone, you know, is like pretty much, I think it ends up in like the mid thirties as far as their. Yeah, wow. Which is pretty my, cool. My, my baseball team's in the opposite position where they're the second or first youngest team on the field right now. Oh, that's cool too. And baseball, and they are excelling. There's going to be, there's going to be a lot of really good baseball coming out of Kentucky in the next five years. I think five to five to ten years. There's going to be a lot of baseball players coming out of this area. Yeah, we'll 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 see how the world goes. We'll see if uh, Biden hasn't destroyed <laughs> right. things because I mean, for all we know, um, one of these other uh, states that has all these Dominicans going there will end up being the best baseball players in this country. <laughs> well, and that, or if things get really bad, there's going to be a lot of really good axe swinging kids out there. Yeah. 
Yep. See, we've been wrong this whole time, guys. They're not coming in to invade our country. They're coming in to take over the Major League Baseball League. All right. Well, That's and it. I'm with you on I, – I don't support these organizations at all anymore, but I do, res, I do res, support some players, and I do respect the amount of work that goes in and the percentage of players that are actually able to, to play at that level, it, be it NHL, MLB, even the NFL in some respects, to play at that level takes such a tremendous amount of hard work for it, your life. It does. It's not like you worked for a couple months or years to get there. Dude, I was watching a guy the other day who was one of the pro- big prospects, you know, um, coming in from college to the NFL. Um, I, he didn't last but like one season. can't remember who he played for. I think it was the New Orleans. I think he played for New Orleans. And he came in, he was, and, but he, I got to give it to him. I love the guy for the way that he came in there and said it. He goes, look who I was playing against. I've got this guy, this guy, and this guy who are awesome. I'm not tall enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not fast enough. I can't catch like they could. I'm one-dimensional. I can play this position really well, but I can't go on to play other. So, I mean, at least he was humble and honest, you know, because some guys make every excuse in the book. And this guy was like, Hey man, no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't keep up with the big guys. And yeah. that just shows you how hard it is to make it in any professional sports and all the work that does go into it because you know, it's no different than um than the music industry or acting. You know what I'm saying? Like you can lose your you can lose your position pretty darn quick and then you're over, you're done. Right. Well, if, yeah, if, if and you this don't play is, ball. Uh, this is a quote I, I picked out specifically to read to my boys over and over again. It's stop talking about your teammates' mistakes and the cause you think the umpire got wrong and start thinking about why you didn't execute on the mound, in the box, and on the field. Focus on what you can control, your attitude, your effort, your preparation, your energy, and your focus. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome and, and pretty dead on too, man. Um, right. Well, mental weakness blames – well, mental toughness forces you to get better. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, we talked about it before is that um, failure is the best teacher than even winning. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't learn much from winning. You learn a lot from failing. And, and, and if you have that right mindset and you're dealing with what you have control over instead of blaming other people, and that's the problem that we have. We, have a, we live in a world right now that likes to blame all their problems on everyone else and play victim rather than stepping up and going, you know what? I could have done better. Right. Well, that's why I really like my parents. They let me teach these things to these kids. Like I, I wouldn't enjoy it nearly as much if I wasn't, if I didn't feel like I was helping them learn things that will help them cope in life a lot better. No, you know, and make them better people as they get older. Yeah, better people too. Whether it's with the sport in the sport or out of the sport. Debo says, hopefully, all sports aren't pedophiles. I don't know anymore. You got to wonder, or at the very least, they're put into some weird situation and blackmailed in order to keep on playing the game um man this whole thing is crazy right uh there was a you know as you guys know we're gonna we're about to talk about so i'm gonna play this quick little video because this guy sums up exactly because you guys know me um i'm all excited and as much as i want a lot of this stuff to come out and go public i'm also very cautious and i look and i'm like okay well could they be distracting us from something else is this what we're looking for so i try to you know be as fair as possible um and this guy right here explains what I think about the Epstein stuff as well as I could have explained it. So I'm going to play this video real quick, John. Um, I awesome. believe you should be able to hear it. And then we're going to start by having a discussion about this because this is kind of a big topic right now. So everybody uh, check this one out. The Epstein list just dropped. 
you're not going to like what I have to say about it. First off, it's not a list. It's a thousand pages deposition from various witnesses filled with third-hand accounts. We were told 174 plus names. They didn't lie. Those names include court recorders, bailiffs, and general staff not associated whatsoever with the case. So-and-so said this because I heard someone else told me. This whole thing was a setup. Bait. Trap. Distraction from what's really going on in the world? Sure. Isn't it always? But this one was different. Social conditioning. Create chaos, sow division, and normalize mob justice. Normalize guilty before proven innocent. So many of our respected thought leaders and independent journalists ran to their keyboards last night. Control F Trump, Control F Clinton, Control F Kimmel, and posted screenshots like they meant something. Starting a mob of angry people ready to convict or exonerate based on nothing. A name on a piece of paper with no real context. Remember the Salem witch trials? We criticized Congress for signing thousand-page bills without reading the text. Yet we are ready to nuke people's lives and families just the same. We criticized the never Trumpers for seeing a crumb and convicting him without trial. Same happened to Andrew Tate, Russell Brand. I'm not saying all these people are innocent. I don't know. Neither do you. Let's be clear: real evidence of the Epstein crimes exists. Video and security footage taken from the island, a paper trail of the murder cover-up, actually exists. Yet you repost a crumb and call yourself a hero. Same shit they do. Might as well stand in line for a pink Starbucks cup. He's so right. Um, so first off, I see Mary Allen kind of said it as well. This is nothing. Everything that I've read, because remember last night, um, the whole it kept crashing, so I didn't have a chance to go in and really check out a lot. So I, I did today and and um last night, and uh, everything that I saw was nothing that I haven't already seen. So this is stuff that we've been pushing around for a long time. We're waiting for the client list and the flight log. Neither one of those things are part of what's being released right now. This is all like, like he said, it's second and third hand information coming out of courts. So, I mean, it went through the court system, but once again, this isn't what we're waiting for. And what I'm afraid of is that they're putting this out. Once again, smoke and mirrors, giving us an illusion that they actually are giving us what we're looking for. And everyone, I see so much excitement. I see all the anons like, yes, it's finally happening. It's finally happening. Um, what's happening? That's what I want to know. Yeah, scapegoating. Now that's what's happening, and people are buying into it. Yeah, I mean, because what didn't we know about Bill Clinton? They're they're just they're throwing that old man out of the bus. But they've got until no problem. You see the list until the list is public and the, the flight log is public. It's all conjecture, and none of this matters. And what's more important is that. The FBI has lists. They've got documentation. They've got blackmail video. They've got all of this stuff um, that they pulled out of out of his safe. And that's none of that stuff's coming out. That is the that's the that is the, what we, you have to have. That's the incriminating stuff. Like right. if if you got if they if our government really was trying to get to the bottom of this, they would be good digging in and trying to get forcing that stuff to get released by our FBI. So here's my question. The FBI has known about all of this stuff since 2009 and they at haven't, least. yeah, at least, and they haven't done a damn thing about it. So basically they not only didn't say anything or reveal that information, they were putting cover for the people and allowed this to keep going. How many years after they had this oh. information? And, and so at the very least, 
they didn't stop this from happening. They they put cover on for it. At the very worst, they're the ones that initiated this whole organization to begin with. Which I I highly think that they were a big part of it, along with the CIA, Mossad. Because this is ultimately a big... Epstein was a player in that organization. Yeah, and, and he's not even the big one. So that's another thing, is that they, they have you so focused on Epstein, Epstein Island, which needs to be brought to attention. It needs to go down. These were evil people. Um, but... They're, they're focusing on him and not all the other people out there. Same thing with G- Ghislaine. They arrest her, the only person in the world that traffics kids to nobody. And all right. these Johns are still out there. You know, so they're the ones that are, you know, giving the need for the demand for this, this service. None of them are getting in trouble for it. You've got Epstein Island, which a lot of people forgotten about this, but the FBI and the CIA literally ran cover and allowed them to destroy the island. So everything, all of those tunnels and everything that was underground, which was 100% true, was all um, cement was put into it. Right. Um, everything was completely covered up. Um, every, every part, that I mean, that place was probably full of evidence because. Well, I heard today they're dismantling and destroying the jet. No, they're, they're, they are taking Lolita Express apart and they are um, scrapping it out. So, so they're either. They're, they're just trying to get rid of DNA. <laughs> no, that's exactly what they're doing. So once again, while we're like, while, while there's people that are so excited that this stuff's coming out, um, they're still getting away with everything. They're using this opportunity to cover up while at the same time going, see, we are on your side. We're making sure that this stuff's getting out and all this stuff's crap. It's no different than the January 6th videotapes that they pushed out, you know, they pushed out all this other, right, exactly, flight where nothing ever changes. You know, so they're pushing all of this stuff out. People are getting excited as if they're, because they're giving us an illusion, smoke and mirrors, an illusion of us, of them doing something. Nothing ever comes out of anything. We, today, once again, you know, they're still pushing, um, you know, guns bad. Get rid of the Second Amendment. We need more laws to make things more difficult for crazy to get gun and so forth. But every single shooter, including the one today um, at the school, every single the shooter yeah, has been a tranny. Or With the LG. rainbow flag on his bio. Exactly. Yeah. Every single one of them. So once again, you know, we live in a world of anons. The anons are on top of this stuff quick, and they're getting screenshots before. But someone's going out and removing these um, bios and these profiles so that we can't figure it out. Every single one of the last 20 or so um, shooters has been either LGBTQ, transvestite, or literally part of that community. And and, yeah. one, and they try to blame it. And then the moment that the, that surfaces and the truth comes out and people start talking about it, boom, disappears. Yeah, and, and yeah, Papa Steve's right. You get rid of the guns, there's other weapons. Oh, absolutely, man. That's the thing. Go ask, go ask England, go ask Great Britain how, how that's working out for them. They get right. rid of, you know, guns aren't legal. Your bobbies or your police aren't even allowed to carry guns. They have special SWAT, basically like a SWAT they'll call in that have guns. The bobbies carry bobby sticks. Like it's, you know, they're Who's not, they're not with the machete kills 12 people. See, and, and now they're trying to ban knives and stuff over there. You know, like seriously, people will just be making shivs. I'm going to go crazy, man. I'm going to, you just wait, man. Until I pulled out my butter knife. It's over. It's all over. Gonna ban toothbrushes. People will be fine. Milton and filing down their toothbrushes. Yeah. No, exactly. 
<laughs> um, you know, you can't even have uh, there's certain countries that won't even allow you to have like a mace or anything like that. So they're not only are they not giving people a chance to protect themselves, but they're bringing in immigrants who are literally and I don't like to use the R word. I say violate, but they're violating people on a major scale right now. So and, and then these people are being let go. There was um, somebody the other day that was a multi-time prisoner goes in violates a girl beats the crap out of her ends up going to you know getting arrested and they ended up releasing him on no bail meanwhile that penny guy remember the one that choked out the guy that was trying to mess with people on that train oh yeah the the good citizen that did what he needed to do to help people meanwhile they give him something like a hundred thousand or five hundred thousand some crazy um bail you know so like i said it's they're making they're trying to scare people from being good citizens and then they're letting all the bad people go. So this little clip right here, it's a short and I'm going to play. And this is really weird. This is a uh, Megan Kelly um, talking about Jeffrey Epstein, but she says something that's very interesting in here that we've all contemplated, contemplated at one time or another. It's all fascinating. And we're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. Can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact, we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly more on that as i'm allowed to tell you it's all fascinating and we're not okay that was that was a pretty weird comment as i'm allowed to tell you yeah and and you'll be hearing from him directly so is he not dead or did he have a dead man switch set up i think okay my optimistic side which isn't as strong as it used to be, but let's just that what I have left of my optimism. I used to be 70 30. I'm more like 10 90 now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm like becoming more pessimist with, with uh, what's happening in this world. Only one I trust God. I don't trust anybody else what they're saying, but on my optimism scale, um, I literally considered this. I'm like, you know, maybe he is willing to name some names and throw some of these people on the bus. And, They had to, I mean, because this is like a bigger case than anything else. They can't just put him in witness protection. That's just too obvious. So it would have to be something on the scale of we need to fake his death so everyone assumes that he's dead so we can, you know, have him alive when we go through with this further. Like, I don't know. My Like I said, my optimistic side says that's a good possibility, but I don't, I'm losing that. Would it be a surprise for that to actually happen considering the Osama bin Laden situation and Barack Obama who the, the only people that ever saw that body are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that, SEAL, that, the yeah. SEAL team that saw that and went in and made that operation or they're all gone. Yep. Except for the one guy who may still be alive. That might've been part of it. That might've had his memory erased. Yeah. The, with the, the one that looks like hair. Superman. Yeah. The one that has yeah, that little like, like curl. curl yeah. You know, if his story's legit, but is it is it really a stretch to imagine them faking Osama bin Laden's death? And is this a play not so much for us to see, but literally a play of these elites against each other in the battle that's going on yeah. of the elites? And it could be. Um, like I said, you know, at this point, I'm just so skeptical about absolutely everything that, um, you know, and it's the same thing my sister, and I'm so happy at, at the, my, that my sister is... um digging into this stuff now i wish that she would dig into the, the bible a little bit more i'm still working on it she believes in god um she believes in christ 
you know, we're, we're making that movement. Um, you know, but she still worries more about the fleshy stuff than the kingdom. Um, yeah. but she wasn't even worried about the, the flesh of the earth stuff at one point either. She didn't talk to me for years. Um, so I am grateful. She has the same hope and excitement that you would have seen me having four years ago, you know, very optimistic, like, man, white hats are in control. Things are getting done. We're finally getting justice on this work, you know, on this earth. Um, and that's one of the reasons it takes me back to thinking it's, it's just a string along a constant, constant stringing along of things because like your sister, these new people come into the situation and they think things are actually happening mm-hmm. or we've been here for years waiting and we see it now. And we're like, this is all smoke. Yeah. See, that's the thing is where we are now is because like I said, as we, we keep getting these glimpses of hope that nothing gets done. Like just like our speaker of the house, you know, he's out there, you know, I've got the GOP meeting down there at the border and we're going to figure out what we need to do and so forth. It's like, shut up, come home, call Congress back in the session and get something done. No more right. talk. No, because look, I'll don't even bother going down. Don't waste our money and go to the border Call me. I will tell you what's happening in the border. Call any number of people. We will tell you. There's no question as to what's happening down there at the border. There's no point of you even going over there. We all know what's happening. Get off your arses and do something. You know what I'm saying? Shut the government down. You know, shut the border down. Do something. Because Mayorkas is out there just, man, that guy, I think I got a video lined up. Man, this guy's like, this guy's a moron. Here it is right here. Let me play this little clip for you real quick. This guy is such a jackass. I'm sorry, guys, but he is. I think you all agree with me. And this right here, it says he's full of boop. So I'm going to play this clip for you real quick. Mr. Secretary, I mean, respectfully, yes, there is a global migration crisis, but the president of the United States also, as a candidate, said, come, come to the U.S. if you want to claim asylum, restore the dignity of that process. That was his position. And so people are coming. The numbers have gone up tremendously and nothing in the White House's plan addresses what Republicans are saying is so important. Catch and release, a phrase you hear. What that means is people come across the border, they claim asylum, and then they're allowed to stay in this country for years while they wait for that process to play out. Years and years and years. People know that's the game. They know the bar for asylum is low. The claim bar is low. And so they come. Are you doing anything? Are you willing to do anything to stop the flow in that way? Allow me to uh, finish my answer. On the first day in office, President Biden sent a legislative proposal to Congress to fix what everyone agrees is a broken immigration system. I have dealt with the immigration system first as a prosecutor in the 1990s and then as an administrator beginning in 2009. And the years-long process that you describe has been a problem in the immigration system ever since I've worked in it and everyone agrees that the system is broken and what we are doing is enforcing our laws we are enforcing our laws the criminal laws our immigration laws and that includes our asylum laws and he's not doing any of that see none of every this is like a recent interview everything that he just said was a complete lie and and this guy more than anybody I'm pretty good at, at keeping my unchristian words, you know, from exiting the lips for the most part, man. But this guy right here pushes my limit. Um, just like straight up, him and Kirby, um, blinking, they'll look right in your eyes, right into that camera, 
and just lie. Zero problems, zero, doesn't even take him any effort. He's doing none of this stuff. These are the things, everything that he listed are things that we need to do. Right. None well, of it's being done. When, when, when it's even completely obvious that there's a lie, like uh, Fauci with Rand Paul, what has ever happened from that? That was two and a half something years ago. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, none of that stuff matters. You know, um, Mr. Secretary, I mean, yes, respectfully, yes, there is a global migration. I don't want to listen to him again. Um, yeah, so, you know, one thing, you know, uh, Moonwolf was watching, um, and I can't remember what, what state it was, but there was, you know, Congress, I guess they were in session, and the topic of pedophilia and the Epstein thing came up, and, like, you can just see how completely uncomfortable everybody was. You know, so, you know, you can't hide that. You know, so they, the reason they're all uncomfortable because most likely at the very, you know, most likely they're either part of it or they've been put into a situation. So um, I talked to a buddy of mine that was running for Senate um, a couple years back. All right. And uh, he made a comment to me that was just kind of mind blowing. He actually came down to the border to visit me when I was down there. I was pretty awesome um, considering he was from Ohio. Um, so he comes down. And he was like, you know, one thing that, that I have been told is that when I get to Congress or Senate, when I get up to Capitol Hill, um, by no means, if I, once I sit down at my table to eat or drink, you don't leave. You don't walk up and you don't go to the bathroom. You don't do anything because they will drop something in your drink. And then all of a sudden, like two days later, you're finding out that there's photos of you naked in a bed with a bunch of kids. Right. You wake up somewhere, you don't know, don't remember what happened. Exactly. You know, and he was very, very like, you know, and he's a serious guy. I mean, he's got a good sense of humor, but I mean, there's certain things that he doesn't joke about. And he was like as serious as can be. It was uh, Majewski, if you guys remember him out of, uh, yeah, yeah, Ohio. They can do that real quick. Yeah. I mean, they had the heart attack gun in the 70s. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's basically, you know, you kind of eat like you're in prison. You know, with your right. with your arms around your food, you don't take your eyes off your drink. You know, but he said it's not uncommon because um there are good people that that run for Senate and Congress, but what happens is that one night they'll go out to dinner with some colleagues being invited, and they're like, "Hey, cool, you know, I just got invited by McConnell or so one of the big people, you know, Schumer," and uh, they're like, "I'll be right back. Gotta use the restroom." Then they come back and they don't remember anything about the rest of the evening. And they wake up in their own home, not remembering anything. And then all of a sudden the photos, you know, come out and they're like, we've got this on you. So how do you explain that? Even if you're a good person, how do you explain away photos of you being in a bed naked with a bunch of kids? Well, and at this point, if you came out and said, hey, I don't know what happened, but I was drugged. I was done to this. And then they tried to blackmail me. I think people are more likely to believe you now than ever. Yeah, but but you're also got to go through um, the 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 libs, the, the haters automatically. You know, if it was a conservative, would automatically oh, it, it, come out like more people would be like, you know what, that wouldn't surprise me. But then you've got the court with all the these, amount like, of honor that it would take to do it because it would be such a daunting process to yeah. go through. Yeah, and then like Bob says that then the mainstream will twist it. Truth, patri- truth patriot. I messed up, man. You got a, a new avatar. There we go. I'm glad you're here. Um, roofied and blackmailed. It's exactly what it is. Um, you know, and this is the crazy world that we live in. 
is that then these people are put into a situation and then eventually they start playing ball and then they're just as bad as these other people are. Well, yeah, then they're the guys taking people to dinner. Exactly. And drugging them. Sorry. So. I keep having to mute the cough. I don't want to cough live. Um, doing the same. I did that about 100 times last night. I would ask Conley a question. Conley would start talking. I would mute. <laughs> like, cough, 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 cough. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, then further on, this is interesting too. So there were some interesting people whose names were named. Um, President Hyatt, um, hotels and so forth. Um, Leon Black, the billionaire investor linked to Jeffrey Epstein, literally packed his bags and left New York with his wife um, as the late pedophile court documents um, are released. So there are people that are packing up. And I'm imagine if this is real, you're probably going to end up seeing um, suicides. Yeah, it's interesting. The wife stayed. What's that? You said the wife went with, right? Yeah, yeah. he says uh, packs his bags and leaves New York with his wife as the late pedophile's court documents are released. Well, are you going to leave with a pedophile if you don't know they're already a pedophile? Yeah, exactly. That And, and the thing is, she's probably part of that too. Right. You know, we're, that. we're that seeing. So, and then you got this one right here, man. I was so mad when I saw this last night because, okay. And I'm curious before I even play this clip, I want to, I want to hear first off what you've got to say. And I want to hear what um, what you in chat here have to say. What do you think of uh, Dershowitz? Okay, Dershowitz is a lawyer. He was a lawyer for Epstein, did some stuff with Trump, has been denying this forever. And there have been people that straight up like eyed him as being there at the island. And then this um, court information said that he literally was in that list and that he had hooked up with one of the minors um, um, because of the Epstein doing. So I see, you know, people right here saying guilty, snake. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't, I don't trust him. Um, and then I listened to this last night because they actually gave him a chance to speak on this. this uh, they did it on Hannity, but listen, listen to this right here. See, when you're innocent, do you have a need to twist things or to change the topic? You, you know don't. what I'm saying? Like, if, I don't know if there's that many attorneys I trust. Oh, no, 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 definitely anyway. not, especially like government attorneys. But right. if, if I was in this situation and I had been accused and I had gotten an opportunity to go on a mainstream media television to talk about this, I would have seized the opportunity. And I oh, would have, and I would yeah. have not let them go to another topic. I would have been there to defend myself all the way through. And I would have been going right home and bringing up as much information and proof as I possibly can. So listen to this and tell me that this guy isn't guilty. Now, the one point I do want to make is that I understand all the feminist groups and the radicals who think this is the worst thing in the world that anybody ever had any contact with Jeffrey Epstein. Where are all those radical feminists when it comes to the Hamas rapes of young Jewish yeah. girls, sexual abuse, Headings, they are quiet, they are silent. The incredible hypocrisy of the Me Too movement. Me Too, except if you're a Jew. If uh, and I want to have a list of all the radical feminists who are pushing hard, and I understand that to get all these names revealed. And I want to know how many of them have ever actually condemned Hamas for the rapes that we now know occurred and the murders that occurred. How many have been silent, and how many, like the National Lawyers Guild have actually approved of what Hamas did. 
So let's put this in context. I'm thrilled that all these papers have come out. I urged them. I went to court. I asked for everything to come out because I knew that I had done nothing wrong and the papers would exculpate me. What I only worry about is that maybe the judges withheld certain documents. I want to make sure every single document comes out, including the documents that cast doubt on the credibility of some of the accusers and some of the accused. The public has the right to see everything and make their own judgment. We do not country at guilt by accusation or guilt by association. Okay, so where do I even begin with that? So he literally, that was like, the whole thing was a fallacy. That was like the ultimate gaslight right there. Like what didn't he incorporate? He incorporated um, culture, race. Um, they, it's anti-Semitic. They hate Jews. Um, the, you know, the Me Too movement. Why aren't you worried about this? And what, and what they didn't say is, the matter of fact, they clipped this one too tight. If they had played like 10 seconds earlier, he said, I don't know what the big deal is about this Epstein stuff and why everybody's so worried about it. And then he walked right into that. When you got this going on over here, look at this, pay attention to this, a complete redirection. I mean, that was like the biggest gaslight ever. And, you know, when I watched this and I watched it a couple of times, I'm like, everything about this says guilt. And then he was like, and I wanted those things to come out because it proved that I didn't do anything. And I'm like, no, it literally didn't. It literally in there says that you diddled a young girl. And that Epstein was the one that pushed you into it. And you got a massage, like all of this stuff, like everything that he said right there was a complete lie. And then, like I said, is just like any liar, they gaslight, they try to change the topic. And I would have never have changed that topic if I was, you know, innocent sitting in that thing. I would have been like, no, we're not going to leave this. You're going to have to cut me off because I'm going to defend myself. And I certainly am going to move on to a different topic because that just looks guilty. Well, and, and yeah, and he wasn't even finished, and I'm sitting here Google and fallacies trying to find which one that actually fits into definition-wise because it was so insane. But yeah, as soon as he said it, I, you're like, yeah, we looked at each other like, what? <laughs> yeah, I know you should have seen the look that John gave me right when that thing started. <laughs> so so this gets really, really weird. Um, a little bit off topic here compared to what we've been talking about, but it's still interesting because it didn't get any coverage at all. So. John, did you hear about um, a mall uh, fight that was supposed to be between a bunch of juveniles hitting each other with sticks in Miami over the New Year's? I did not. Okay. Most people didn't. They didn't talk about it on the news, mainstream media at all. Here's why it's interesting. There was like, there was a bigger police presence at this than there was at the uh, shooting over in Las Vegas. I'm talking like if there's not a thousand police cars there, I'm surprised. Really? So this woman's a little long winded. I'm going to play this clip. It's a little bit longer. Um, And then we're going to have a discussion about this because what she's saying seems a little bit far out there. A lot of people's comments that they're bringing up is like everyone's got phones these days. So why didn't they get on video what she's talking about? And then everyone else is like, well, if that's the case, why didn't everybody supposedly get footage of the fight that broke out? Because there's none of that footage going around either. So it runs both ways. But for a a fight between a bunch of juveniles swinging sticks at each other, why would you need a thousand plus police cars literally surrounding the entire mall? Like it was like one of the biggest police presence that I've ever seen. Okay, so listen to what some of the 
on-site witnesses had to say. And then I want to remind you is that um, I've been to a couple of places myself that were uh, political areas where when you walk in there with your phone, um, they've got these little devices that keep your phones from working or at least can literally blank your phone out. You know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I forget what the name for it is, but yeah, I know what you're talking so, about. And Dale says he heard it. What's that? Dale says he yeah. heard it. So he heard. So this stuff like, yeah, they're like jammers. Thank you, Bob. So they do have the jammers yeah. out there. So it'll, it'll jam your frequency, but it'll also, um, they have the ability to remove what's on your phone. So if there's something huge, they don't want the country to know about. It's not out of the realm of possibility that they can wipe a phone to keep you, even if you had recorded something to not oh, yeah. be able to show the public. So, this one's a little long-winded, so I'm going to skip through a little bit of this because she has a problem of getting to the point, but listen to what she's saying. I honestly cannot believe the words that are about to come out of my mouth. Oh, silly me, before we get started. Guys, Tiki Talk, this is purely for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> We're just goofing around. All things stated here are purely speculation. Just having fun. You are going to want to see this because there is a very good chance, at least for the next few days, you will not see this anywhere else but right here. And if I'm being completely honest, I'm not sure what part of this story bugs me most. The fact that we actually now live in a world where something like this could happen. The fact that we actually live in a world where something like this could happen. But at this point, none of us will even be shocked. Or the fact that something like this could happen in our world. And not a single news media has broke this story. Not at all. Was the call. The reason for the police officers to arrive at the scene was due to a fight that had broken out between juveniles who had sticks and fireworks. But, Auntie, why do you care if that's on the news? That isn't a big deal. No, my friend, no, no, it's not. It is definitely not that big of a deal. I agree with you. And it is definitely, definitely, hands down, not a big enough deal for the local Miami Police Department to show up on the scene just like this. <laughs> From above. And according to witnesses, I... Yeah, so there was like black helicopters as well, a whole bunch of them flying above. Witnesses there. The Miami police was not dispatched there for a juvenile fight. And the obvious need for such an enormous police presence was far more sinister than what we've been told. As multiple witnesses claimed to have seen, I can't believe I'm going to say this, creatures that stood 8 to 10 feet tall, walking outside and even inside of the mall. And the pew-pews that were reported... And even the pew-pews you might hear in some of the videos had nothing to do with the juvenile fight. According to these witnesses, it was actually the mall goers shooting to protect themselves from these 8 to 10 foot tall creatures in self-defense. Okay, so that's, I love this lady. Yeah, I think it's a makeup lady, the one that's always got all this loads of makeup on. The only thing I don't like about her is that she beats around the bush and it takes so long for her to get to anything. It's like, man, <laughs> look, you could have just made that eight-minute video two minutes long. Instead of just yap, 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 yap. But nonetheless, um, I, I do enjoy listening to what she has to say. So, and she's on the same thing. It's like, I can't believe I'm about to say this. But some of the eyewitnesses that were there literally claimed to seeing these like eight to 12 foot tall creatures. Neph Nephilim was the first thing that I thought. And I actually went through and followed. Because one thing when I see stuff like this, the, I always go into the comments because I want to hear what people have to say. Um, right. That's actually what I'm doing right now. I was going through, I still haven't found the video on Twitter already and I'll go through the comments. <laughs> yeah. So I always go to the comments and a lot of people bring up some interesting stuff. Some of them are like, well, if there were these big creatures, why is there no video in a world where even your poor people have phones? Okay. And I just explained my whole theory on that. Don't think for a second that they, you know, that men in black 
stuff doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? They can wipe your mind. They can certainly wipe a phone. Um, then someone else says, well, okay, I'm going to go along with what you just said in a world where everyone has phones and all they do is pull them out to film stuff. Why is there no footage of this actual fight that took place? Um, touche. They've got a really good point. Um, you know, so there's, we've heard about the dumbs and the underground tunnels and stuff being destroyed. Um, are these things being pushed up? Are these Nephilim giants or are, are we literally, cause remember, um, and this, it's not this right here that, that piques my interest. It's the stuff that you put together that other people have talked about recently, including Tucker, who has been very cryptic about what he can say about, um, coming to basically aliens or he doesn't believe they're aliens. He literally says it's more of a spiritual thing. You're referring to demons and Nephilim. Um, and even Tucker's talking about this. He said, it's so bad that I won't even talk to my wife about this. Cause it's so evil and dark and sinister. And he was like, I'll be able to open up and talk about more, but you know, Tucker, like I'll talk about opinion stuff and be like, guys, this is just an opinion. Be careful what you think. Tucker has a, a bigger responsibility than I do. You know, so he's real yeah. careful and's like, guys, I can't say much more. You know, and, and I, I agree, Mary Ellen, um, CIA, because I know he's got CIA connections. Um, you know, I don't I think everyone is on the dark side at this point. But I also right. believe that if evil's been living this long on this earth, that there's gotta be some kind of like a good order of people around here too. Um Well, I found so thirty-eight minutes ago, no, fifteen minutes ago. Somebody posted a YouTube video from Channel 6 that says four teens were arrested after a large group of unruly juveniles who were fighting a Bayside Marketplace case caused chaos on New Year's Day. So if, yeah, it doesn't add up the police presence. No. Four helicopters for four teens being arrested for fighting. Four teens being arrested, and you're, I'm talking like, you know, I mean, it looked like about a thousand police cars. Like I said, I mean, it... it they was they were back to back. They lined all the way around the entire mall, and you all know how big malls are. It, for juveniles fighting, I mean, how long did it take you to set up that blockade? And why would you set up a blockade around the entire mall? Of police exactly. Cars? That's the point. Is why would you go out of your way to set up a blockade unless you're trying to keep something in that you don't want out? Yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. Are, are, uh, read into it or not read into it. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, it, it caught my interest because, you know, that's the thing is it, it's deductive reasoning. You listen to the situation and then you go, okay, well, why was this here? Why didn't they do this? Why was there such a big police presence? You, you, you ask all those questions just like a detective would and it doesn't right. make any sense. And Occam's Razor says there's something else going on there Occam's, that's not exactly. being talked about. <laughs> Occam's Razor definitely, it, it to me, and she's right. She's like, I don't know which is weird. The fact that we're like, huh, you know, we're, we're living in the age of, huh, you know, we would have been freaking out about giants. this like five years ago. We'd have been going crazy. This would have been the craziest thing we would have ever talked about. Now we're like, huh, I didn't have that on my bingo card. I guess I better add it. You know, like we live in a weird time right now and 2024 is going to get even weirder. Um, you know, we've been saying, you know, fake alien invasion is going to happen last year, man. We're getting closer and closer because they're running out of options, man. They're going to have to start pulling out the big guns in order to distract us at some point because we're all getting so desensitized that we are literally at the point now where if we woke up and they were like, and vampires have come from the planet Xenon and taken over the Earth, and we'd be like, huh, 
right? Yeah, I didn't see that coming. You know, like we don't get shocked any longer. Well, and then that's something me and uh, Spooky Rick Mulder were talking about in his room earlier today. Was it's like they're either creating immense anger in, in you or intense apathy. Absolutely. Like they're using this elongated process and the stringing out process to create those two particular emotions. How's Spooky feeling? Um, I think he still has a fever. Man. So, and then he went to stupid urgent care. And of course, they wanted to COVID testing. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. But she told him no. And they're like, we can't do anything without the COVID test. And it's like, well, if it's positive, are you going to do anything differently anyways? Probably not. So you'll only positively affirm a COVID case, but you won't negatively or use any kind of other diagnosis to affirm any other kind of sickness to treat yeah. I mean, it made absolutely no sense Man. so prayers continue up for him yes. yeah definitely keep praying let him know that we're praying for him and send them send them our love please yeah for sure um finally i'm going to get on one more topic like i said we're calling it a, a early night tonight because i got a lot of work that i got to get done um yeah. but i got two jobs now and it's awesome because one of them i was getting every now and then but this one right here has been hit me up pretty consecutive, pretty consistent. Part of it is because everybody's on vacation from the holidays, but this is where you got to step up, show that you're willing to do anything, even if it's last minute work, so they continue to give you work. So I'm like, I'll, sure. I'll take a little busy right now just to keep on getting work because I got to move myself up. As much as I appreciate getting archive work, it's the most boring stuff in the world because they send you two hours worth of video. You got to at least spend two hours watching that video just to break everything into pieces and hand it over to the editor to make his job easier. I want to be right. the editor whose job's made easier. You know, <laughs> I, I like putting stuff together because the, the last one I did um the last two edit edits I did that weren't archiving. I did a commercial for starry. Oh yeah. The, did the drink, the soft drink company. Yeah, I did one for them and I did one for uh, um, a reconstruction of an old um, like HUD area. And it was cool because they used, um, I can't remember the name of the song, but they used an old living color. Remember the band living color? Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they used one of their songs that was in there. And I was like, that's so awesome, man. It, that told, brought back me brought me back to the day because I love that band, man. Living Color was awesome. Um, yeah, Starry is, it's it's like the Sprite of Kentucky. Is it a Kentucky I drink? I don't know if it's Kentucky or not, but yeah. It is, it's like a Sprite. Yeah, I feel, see, that's what I'd be drinking down there watching the Dallas Stars play. Like, go Starries. Right. I'd never, I'd never had a story before I moved up here, but up here you go in and ask for a Sprite or a Sierra Mist or a seven up. And you're like, we got starry. You want the story. Yeah. It's pretty good stuff. It's probably still terrible for you, but yeah, better than Coca-Cola. Well, maybe. Um, and then one last thing too, before we get into our little prayer for the evening is a New York city mayor, Eric Adams sued 17 charter bus companies for $700 million for transporting asylum seekers to new york city so what is wrong with this well there's a lot wrong with it but the big one is uh the fact that he's suing a bus company and not our administration for allowing these immigrants to come into our country to begin with man they, this is people are all nuts they don't care they're so how evil. do you sue a transportation company for transporting people i know it's like hey I mean, uh this is literally what we do matter of fact let me pull out my my company um, you know, information. Yeah, look at that. We give people rides places. That's what we do. Right. Um, Bob, I use a, I use Adobe 
um, Premiere. I use Adobe After Effects, but I also um, can use uh, Avid, um, which I can't afford. I use that when I work for when I'm in another company like a stadium. And then I also can do uh, Final Cut Pro. So I've been fortunate enough to learn every one of those softwares just in case one company prefers another one. But for the most part, um, Adobe Premiere, After Effects are like the ones that probably the best one to learn because more companies use that than any. Um, the only places that use Avid that I've ever been to were uh, the stadiums working for professional sports teams. Um, but that software is like 10000 bucks, So I will never be able to afford that to put into my own system. Yeah. But um, so we've got a lot of craziness in this world. The world's still spinning, man. Everything's getting crazier. Just the corruption's being revealed. But, you know, that you know just like uh biden says about elections it's not a matter who votes it's who counts the votes well it's the same thing when you're exposing truth you know it doesn't matter how much truth is exposed when half the people are sleeping ignoring that it even coming out you know there's it doesn't do anything it doesn't go anywhere because we're we become an echo chamber we're still talking about the same stuff we've been talking about five years and you know like i said as we've gotten a little jaded we become a little pessimistic um you know, as far as like the world itself doing anything, we know that God's going to fix this problem. But as far as trusting man, I think a lot of us are in the same situation where we'll be excited if we see some action taking place, but we're not getting excited while we wait. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I hate that because I've always been such a very positive person. Um, but the world has shown me its true colors over these last five or six years. So, yeah, it goes against my grain and my philosophy of life in general to be pessimistic about things yeah exactly but at the same time um i no longer get my hopes up and only to be destroyed you know sadly my sister's going through that right now she's like i'm so excited it's finally happening i'm like just don't hold your breath right yeah waiting waiting on the bat signal i'm still waiting on the bat signal i'm gonna make my own bat signal i've talked about it Oh yeah, speaking of bat signal, don't ever waste your time watching Batgirl. It's all oh. woke. And don't waste your time going to watch the new Star Wars. The director who's a female, they even called her a person of color. And I'm like, no, she's white. <laughs> but uh no, yeah, the kill geez. signal, exactly. I have a big Scottish rampant lion in the sky. <laughs> um but she came out and was like, the I'm directing this new film and the point of the way that I've written and directed this is to make men feel uncomfortable. Disney you were doing a great job at making money since 95% of your viewership for Star Wars films are dudes. We need more memes with Disney characters' heads exploding. I know, man. I just, I hate that they've done this to Star Wars. You know, not that Lucas didn't kind of ruin it with some of those prequels, but nonetheless, like they took something that was awesome, it was a generational thing that fathers and sons could enjoy together. And then eventually yeah. we can enjoy those same movies with our kids. But I wouldn't take my kid if I had one to any of those things because all there is just wake, woke BS. I tried to tried to watch Han Solo and I made it like 10 minutes into it. I'm like, nope, no yeah. more Han Solo either. But Me and the boys will watch the first four or first three and then sometimes we'll watch the first, second, third technically. Yeah, see, I, I like the originals. Yeah. Those are well done. Then he got... Then you throw a Jar Jar in there, and you're like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, it's just annoying. And now watch, all of your protagonists are all going to be um, like females and, and gay people, 
and then all of your antagonists are going to be a bunch of white dudes. Watch. The white, the old white males. Exactly. I can promise you that that's, that's, that's where this movie's going. But anyways, John, a great show as usual. Like I said, we were going to do a shorter show tonight. I know you need to rest your voice. I got to as well, and I got a lot of work to get done tonight. Um, but awesome conversation is normal. Like I said, I, I love coming on and chatting with you, man, because we can just go. Absolutely. It's great. But we uh, got to end in a prayer. We don't have to. We want to. So if everybody would please bow your head, we will get into a little spiritual warfare. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another day. Thank you for bringing us all together and just giving us the heavenly word to talk about, to go over and stay calm, talking about what's in the news. Dear Lord, none of what's happening on this earth really matters other than the fact that we need to at least recognize it and step up to do something about it. There's not going to be a Batman or there's not going to be a Luke Skywalker. Anyone coming here to save us, dear Lord, is going to be Jesus Christ and God only are the ones that are going to take care of this earth. So dear Lord, during this time, I ask that you get into the hearts of those that are putting all of their eggs in one basket, waiting for a human savior to come along and, and, and make this all go away because it's not going to happen. Father, let us have hope. Let us have faith still. We know that you're going to take care of things. And we also need to understand that you use people on this earth to make these things happen. But dear Lord, once again, don't let us put all of our faith in man. Let us have 100% of our faith in you. Give us the discernment, Father, and the wisdom that we're going to need to understand the truth from the lies. Give us that heavenly light, dear Lord, so that we can light up the darkness with that truth and help expose more and more so that people can understand. Because like myself, you see how true evil is and you start searching for something different, something greater, dear Lord, and that is you. So dear Lord, let other people that may not have found you yet, that don't have you in their heart, that don't have that relationship, haven't taken the steps towards that narrow path, open up their hearts, dear Lord. Let them start seeking the truth. Let them start seeking you. But dear Lord, let us help those people find that place. Dear Lord, we had people help us in our lives at one point, and you brought those people into our lives. So I ask, dear Lord, that you bring us into the lives of those that are almost ready or even to plant the seed, dear Lord, so they can wake up one day. Because as our brother Jeff says, we are running out of time. And there's no better right time than right now, dear Lord, to accept you into our hearts and to have that relationship with you. But dear Lord, never let us stop working in our own lives to strengthen our relationship with you every single day. Dear Lord, on those days where we wake up and we have a little lapse in our faith, I ask, dear Lord, that you restore it immediately and stronger than it ever was before. Let us trust in one another, dear Lord, and walking down this narrow path so that we're here to help our brothers and sisters that they stumble, dear Lord, because one day they're going to do the same thing for us. The devil works in our lives more and more every day as we get closer to you, Father, and becomes our big stumbling blocks, dear Lord, and we need to help each other get through these times, and we need you to remove that evil and that temptation from our lives so we can be as effective as we can be in this war that we're heading into. But dear Lord, let us not fear. Let us not stress. Let us not worry. Let us focus on the love and the beauty and the grace and the mercy that you've given us, dear Lord. Let us let go of hateful anger and replace it with righteous anger, dear Lord. You don't want us to just sit by and accept what's happening. You want us to do something. There's a difference between the evil people and good people that stand by and do nothing, and there's not much of a difference. So good people need to step up and do whatever they can to protect those that cannot protect themselves, to watch out for the innocents, whether it be the children, the elders, the widowers, the orphans. Dear Lord, you have given us some instructions and things that we need to do, like spreading that gospel from nation to nation. So let us become more familiar. Let us learn more and more. If we have questions, dear Lord, put the right person into our life that's going to help us find that answer rather than deceive us, deceiving us like many of them are now, dear Lord. 
Let us build our own smaller churches where we come together and we pray in your heavenly name and walk away from those churches that have trying to deceive us. Dear Lord, you've warned us about every single aspect of what is happening in this world today. And the only reason that people don't believe it is because they choose to ignore it and they choose not to believe it. But dear Lord, I ask that you open their eyes, you open their hearts so that they can see it, so they can join our army and start making the big changes that we need right here. Father, we need to keep our eyes focused up in heaven, but we also need to keep a foot right down here on this earth, dear Lord, because we still have a job to do. Not with idle hands because the devil takes advantage of that. We need to stand up and give everything that we have, dear Lord. You've done a lot for us. You've given more for us than anyone in this world. You gave your life for us. Let us be willing to do the same for you, dear Lord. The same to help another, dear Lord. Only to earn our way into heaven, dear Lord, which really happened the day that we accepted you into our heart, dear Lord. But don't let us stop trying to better ourselves, be better, and follow your footsteps to be as Christ-like as we can possibly be. But we love you with all of our hearts. We thank you for everything you blessed us with. We ask that you continue to answer all the prayers of those people that are sick right now that are needing healing, people that are in financial support or that need financial help, dear Lord. And please bless all those wonderful people that are reaching out and doing everything they can to help another. It means so much to everyone, dear Lord, and I know that it means the world to you. So thank you. Continue to bless Spooky Mulder and help him to get better every single day. Help that fever go away, dear Lord, and everyone else who is going through the same thing. And please remove the poison from the sky, dear Lord. It is so hard to avoid this. We can pray over our food. We need to start praying over our skies too. But we love you with all of our heart. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, great, great show, brother. Um, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow evening. We may be back, uh, depending on how Jeff feels. Um, I know that he's getting some uh, game plans together right now um, for future lessons. So we'll, we'll see if we do that on Saturday and Sunday. I'll let you guys know um, all of our orders for the uh, Kilt the Christian giveaway and all that stuff, they will be going out next week. So I'll be starting to get those. I got to carry them bit by bit by bit by bit because we got loads of stairs right here at our post office and only can carry so much. <laughs> so, uh, and then I got my, uh, my blades finally came in because you can't go find anything abnormal where I live. You know, for instance, uh, um, vinyl cutting blades. You can't find those. You got to order all that stuff. You got to order boxes. Like literally. Really? Oh man. Well, we live in Flemingsburg. <laughs> yeah. It's a little, little out of market for a lot of things, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, so the closest we get is Maysville or Morrishead, but that's still like a 25 minute drive to get there. And then you get there and find out that they don't even have what you need. We went to go buy legal paper one day and couldn't even find that in Maysville. So I think, uh, Moonwolf had to go pick that up from somewhere else. So I, I love it. I don't mind the, uh, I don't mind those little things. You know what I'm saying? I love the area so much. I love the people that I don't mind the little bit of an inconvenience. It's worth the drive living here. Yeah, it absolutely is. You know, Bob lives in the same. So it sounds familiar to where I live. Can't get anything here. Yeah. You just got to learn how to prepare ahead of time. So I'm learning that as we go, but brother, thank you so much. Another great conversation. I hope you get to feeling better. I know I hope to, too. I'm taking, I'm going to go take some, uh, some of my meds, zinc and all that other neat stuff, man, to get this thing wiped out. Hopefully I can. I know that, uh, many of you, uh, have been through this for a long time. I know Punky said that she'd had this thing for months. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, I'm going to out and do. Yeah, exactly. So I'll be here as long as I can talk or hear. So fortunately this hasn't affected my hearing yet and I can still talk and I've got this great mute button here. So whenever you hear the, the. The white noise stop in the background because I've muted it. I'm coughing so that you guys don't right. have to hear it. But um, 
John, I love you, brother. I hope to, to actually see you over here soon. Um, like I said, door's always open. Uh, we got a little bit of snow coming this week, and so I know you're looking forward to that as well. That'll be nice. But um, all of you right here in the chat, I love you all so much, and thank you so much for joining us this evening. Like I said, short show tonight. I got a lot of work that I got to get done. Um, but we'll be back tomorrow night without a doubt. And a very good possibility we'll be back either Saturday or Sunday, depending on how Jeff feels. Keep on praying for him as well. But I love you all very, very much. I am so thankful for the, all that you do. Angie, you rock. We, they hit their limit and more. Like I said, this is just a great example of a good Christian stepping up and doing everything they possibly can to help others. And, man, it just it's, it's awesome. All of you guys are amazing. I love you with all of my heart. Have an absolutely beautiful night. We will see you tomorrow evening for Kilted Christian episode 517. We'll be getting back into scripture. Have a beautiful evening, and I'll leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red Everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your evening. Remember, we are fortunate enough to know how this ends, and that is God wins. So stress not, fear not. Let go of all your anxiety. God's going to give us everything that we need when we're heading forward. So keep in prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Hold that line. And remember, God will be with us the entire mission, but we also need to be here for one another. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. We will see you tomorrow night for Kilted Christian episode 517, getting back into Scripture. I love you all, and God bless.